Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lepercaro, and this episode's guest is Mr. Jukes and Barney Artist. Mr. Jukes and Barney Artist is the collaborative project between two of London's brightest musicians. Mr. Jukes, aka Jack Steadman, is a solo jazz artist as well as the frontman of Bombay Bicycle Club. Barney is a rapper from East London whose style is a blend of 90s era rap, think A Tribe Called Quest and Wu-Tang Clan, and jazz. Both artists frequently collaborate with their friends in the London jazz scene, so collaborating on an album came naturally to them. On the locket, they hope to spread a little joy and remind us all to hold on to the things that matter most. It is very clear that the main purpose of this album is literally to spread joy. Um, I mean, you even say it on the last song, um, Gratitude. I think I actually saved the line down here somewhere. Yeah, we planting seeds of joy hope you reaping the fruit. So, yeah. That... That's that's Barney. Is it Jay Z? Oh, I think it might be me. Oh no, it's not Jay Z. It's close. Sorry, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I've been doing my reading, um, but yeah, and it's and it reads through both the lyrics of the record, but also obviously the music. I mean, since you know, God first, Jack, you've been putting out just these amazingly bright grooves that just I don't know, they just radiate joy. It doesn't feel like. Everything has to be hyper-calculated. It's just about vibes, just about grooves. And and then again, Barney is just coming over with all these beautiful, meaningful lyrics. And also just, again, as, as actually you said, Barney, about one of the songs, it's about great vibes with a meaningful message. And that really just hits home on all fronts. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Very kind. Yeah. Well, can you speak on, I guess, on that idea of this album, just about being joyful, both in the music and in the lyrics? I think from, from the production side, like, obviously, with this and Mr. Jukes, a lot of it comes from the culture of sampling records. And there's something very spontaneous about that process. So it's just little bits of music that catch your ear. And in my case, that's going to be something usually quite, you know, bouncy and immediate and joyful and and you're not intellectualizing it in any way as you would maybe if you were writing something yourself bit by bit on a piano it's just it's hit you in the face and you've thought ah that sounds amazing let's you know chop and and, and cut it up and make something new and it all happens so quickly that i think it is it is quite um immediate mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when somebody new came out on the last record and just like immediately kind of like 
bop into it and just how easy it is to fall into the groove of it and yeah finding this ray of sunshine and I mean it comes back again now with this new record um and I think the opening track sort of sums up all of the feelings that this record um wants to touch on really really well it's also the title track which is the locket and it just seems to be about celebrating memories of places and the people that we call home. Basically, all the good things in our lives, even with the parts of it that aren't necessarily perfect. Like, we don't always get on with our families. We don't always love the place that we live. But at the end of the day, we just have to come back to the things that do give our lives meaning, you know? Definitely. Yeah, I think, like, moving on from that, me, like, uh, not only was the music made in that way, but then when we came together that whole kind of spontaneity just continued because you work really quickly as well. Yeah. So, so I'd play you a beat and if you were into it within minutes, you'd be writing lyrics for it. And yeah. Yeah. the whole thing was almost, a, you know, in a similar way to how jazz musicians would just meet up and have a little session and get a whole record out of it in a few hours. You know, we weren't quite as quick as that, but it was, it was very um, just going off instinct and off, off a feeling rather than, you know, worrying too much about the small little details and stressing over all that kind of stuff. Mm. And there's definitely some songs in particular that really reflect that because, I mean, that spirit of collaboration in a freestyle isn't just in jazz, of course, it's in hip-hop too, which are obviously the two sort of main genres that this album's playing with. And, hold on, I actually put these, lowered my notes, but I'd actually rather talk about them now. And those are, I call them the flex tracks, and those are Blow and Steam and Check the Pulse. And I know that you've talked about really loving uh, A Tribe Called Quest, and I feel like these two songs in particular really nod to that era of hip-hop and just kind of spitballing and having fun. Yeah, yeah. It was Blow and Steam was the first song that we made for the album. Um, so... I think what's really interesting about my and Jack's relationship is that we, I jumped on a remix for his God First album. That's how we first met. Um, and then we just became really, like we clicked and became really, really good friends. But we didn't make music for like maybe a two year gap. We didn't make mm-hmm. anything. We are just like meeting up, going for drinks, come around his house, he comes to my house, all that kind of stuff in that time. And then we were like, oh, hang on, we probably should, we do that music thing, don't we? We were like, oh yeah, we should probably try and do mm-hmm. that again. And so then the first session we had, he was like, oh, like I've been making beats and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Thinking, you know, we never know in it. But people say you got beats, but you never know what they're really like. You've had some bad experiences. I've had some terrible experiences with beats before. Um, you know, it's like to sound like microwaves and, and, and <laughs> iPhones. Um, but yeah, so then he plays, he plays Blown Steam. The first thing he plays with Blown Steam. First thing he plays. And I go, yeah, got it. And we just, I mean, literally made Blown. The chat was pretty much done. It was done, yeah. In that first session. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, yeah, that was it. It was a flex track, I suppose. That's, you, that's a great way. I'm, I'm, I'm I love that. Yeah, it was me. Let's do it. Let me. Yeah, let me see what comes. And I think that's what kind of came out with it. And I think Jack coined the name Blowing Steam because of the jazz influence of what Blowing Steam is. Just blowing, yeah. It's going as a jazz band. Yeah. 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 For, for those who don't know what that means, what does it mean in the jazz world? Blowing is like, it's just like a jam session, right? It's not anything too serious. You know, you meet up with your friends and you just start blowing, you know? Okay. It's improvisation, it's very off the cuff. Yeah. Ah, okay. See, I know quite a bit about the London jazz scene, but I don't know the lingo. So thanks, thanks for the education. (laughs) Yeah, oh man. I mean, again, it definitely reads like that. And it definitely has that sort of 
I mean, I'm not perfect with hip hop. I very much grew up like a white suburban pop kid, but at the same time, the little bits that I know, but I mean, I had the very wonderful joy of seeing A Tribe Called Quest play their last ever show at Bestival a few years ago, which was phenomenal, obviously. And one of the things that I love about those sort of, I'm going to call it an ensemble flex track from that time, is that it's really about just, not just beefing yourself up in terms of like, you know, like being like, I'm good with women or I have money. It's like, here's how good I am at what I'm doing right now. And it's really fun. Also, I love that in um, Blow and Steam, there's a subtle nod to Protect Your Neck by Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. Yeah. I pay attention. I pay a yeah, lot of attention. Yeah, I'm bad for a suburban yeah, yeah, I know. And it, trust me. Yeah. First person to, to get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spot on. Yeah. I mean, it's literally the title. Like, how could anybody miss that? You won't listen to me. I only care about Jack. <laughs> this is what I only care about. No, that's... <laughs> I don't even listen to that. <laughs> He's like, protect your neck. I didn't even know he said that. Like, what? You're like, what? I don't know what after things are saying. <laughs> protect what neck? Who neck whose neck needs to be protected? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nah, I I respect what both of you do very, very much. I mean, again, being the white pop later indie kid, obviously I've been familiar with Jack for longer, but I've come to fall in love with hip hop and with jazz, especially through my time in London, so I'm, yeah, I have such a newfound love and appreciation for so many more parts of music than I did when I was a teenager. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. Well, getting back into, I guess, the more, like, stories in the album, because that's really the bread and butter of what I do on this podcast. In the big picture sense, the themes of this album always seem to come back to one thing, which is how can we give ourselves the most fulfilling life that we possibly can? And the answer that always comes back through the songs is just returning to what's really important. So whether it be family, friends, our passion, surrounding ourselves with the people that love us and doing the things that really bring us joy. You should be writing my thing. That's just wrong, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I suppose the time the time in which we wrote it had a huge impact, I imagine. 100%. I mean, I, I'm, I don't want to speak for you as the lyricist, but um, we we basically made the crux of the album during the pandemic and lockdown. So I think we weren't the only people in the world that were reflecting on like what mattered most to us. 100%. And yeah, when everything else was taken away and you couldn't actually go out and do all these things, you kind of, the people that you called, that would be like this pattern would emerge you'd be like oh these are the people i care about it kind of you'd, you'd work it out naturally 100 yeah. percent. and i think i think you're spot on i think the, the interesting thing about this album and i think with making music in general is like sometimes you don't realize how you feel until later on so like for us what we're finding out recently is that this album we're actually trying to like you know the positivity and the idea of family and the idea of joy and that kind of stuff is probably what we were clinging towards and what we needed at the time of making the album mm. and it's just mad that like the time it's kind of come out is like like just after for london and the uk that we're coming out of of a lockdown so it, it kind of works in the most insane way and and you know and, and obviously we've had the album since we finished it in like um, in, in december in january and so it, it helped me a lot, like listening mm. to it, just because yeah, it kind of makes you feel kind of warm and, and familiar and, and, and yeah, family orientated. It's perfect like timing, isn't it? Yeah. When it's, the time is coming out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah, it's ironic how it almost seems to be both a reflection on where our heads were at during during COVID, but also a sort of salve to help us move forward into the future, you know? 
And it's so true. I think especially, you know, I mean, I know that you guys both grew up in London, but you're also both musicians in London. I, having lived in London for three years myself, I know how fast-paced and how superficial it can be and how easy it is to, again, forget to, you know, check in on your mates, to be so focused on your career and all, like, your hustles and stuff that you don't recenter on these things that matter. So, yeah, it's so true that COVID, I think, really helped all of us remember. It's like, oh, no, we need our people, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. It's nice to, yeah, recenter on that level. Oh, sorry, Barney, what were you about to say? So deep. I said, like, deep. I'm like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting deep. Yeah, it's like in. Yeah, no, proper. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the idea of memories, I think the value of memories as well, I think, like, the album kind of sits like a capsule of time to kind of go, that's what, what which, which is pretty much what a locket is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's memories and uh, mm-hmm. that's the idea of it. Yeah. yeah. Protect your neck. Exactly. Protect your neck and protect the locket on it. And, you, you know, yeah. I'm so oh. sorry, Wu-Tang Clan. I'm just butchering your song. And just, <laughs> yeah, please let a white 24-year-old woman recite your lyrics. That's completely going to work. Um, but yeah, uh, well, continuing on all of these things, I mean, one of the the parts of, of this process, because I think one thing the album deals with really well, whether intentionally or not, is like, I guess the steps towards, you know, recentering on those things we love. And one of those things is both forgiveness and, you know, forgiving people in your life that maybe aren't perfect and also admitting when you're wrong. And like some of the songs where this comes up on, obviously the locket, you know, like talking about family and like, oh, was it like something like pictures of family are good, even with the negatives and stuff. Um, Autumn Leaves as well, you know, missing an old partner. Check the Pulse has a little bit of it as well. And then, of course, leave us in light. So where, I guess, where was your head at on, on talking about those themes? Yeah, uh, <laughs> my head at, no, this is <laughs> I, I think my, I was saying uh, like to Jack earlier, I think my writing for the album, like, I've, I've never been in a band before and this feels like a band. Um, and I think what that means is that like my writing the way I wrote for this album wouldn't necessarily be how I'd write for my solo stuff. And, and I think we kind of made this thing. So when you look at Barney Ice and Mr. Jukes, it, we're not separate things when it comes to us making music together. Um, and I think when it came to the writing element, I just think I really wanted to tap in on some of the things that you've been ruminating on over that period of time, wherever it is, yeah, wherever it is kind of thing, but also making it um, becoming a mouthpiece for people to be able to be like, oh, that's how I feel. So if you listen to Autumn Leaves, with a partner, you go, okay, that's how I, he's saying how I feel. I think leaving, leaving us in light is one I'm really, really proud of, which, yeah, it's like dealing with grief, dealing with loss and, and death, but in a really poetic way of like acceptance, especially during COVID where, you know, unfortunately people were, were going and it was really close to home. And so I think my aim wasn't, it was to be as, you know, as selfless as possible in the lyric, in the lyric writing process to make it not, just my viewpoint but our viewpoint and how we can see things and how we when you recite the lyrics that we can see that and feel it and communicate communicate community and stuff like that and fellowship and stuff yeah yeah and i think that speaks as well to when jazz is done and it's best there is sort of that ego death of people coming together and writing for what's best for the project and there's something really beautiful about that 
So I guess in a sense, on the on the lyrical front, Barney, then you kind of became the the mouthpiece for things that maybe were going through both of your heads. Yeah, definitely. We spoke a lot. We spoke way more than we made music. Like it was, you know, yeah. it was like twenty percent making music, eighty percent just us speaking. Um, and I think, you know, it was both sides. So it'll be like when I write lyrics or whatever, we'll put those lyrics on the computer screen. And me and him will go through the lyrics and speak about the lyrics and go through them and take words out, put words in and that kind of stuff. And on the flip side, when it comes to the production, I might be like, let's move that snare. Like I think the song is a song called All For You on the album, which was kind of like the, the roles reversed. And that was my first time writing. We wrote the song together. And so lyrics and production was, you know, let's take that thing out there, let's move that over there. And I think it really demonstrated like our relationship as, as collaborators and, and how close we were and having no ego. I think that's one, one of the rules was like, all the pride needs to go away for this making of this album. It's about what does the song need? And I think that's what I, one thing I learned from working with Jack is about, it's about the greater good of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you say that as well, cause especially with, I mean, the way that I do this podcast, because it ends up leaning so much on, on the lyrics of songs. I never want it to be lost on people, how collaborative this project is and how, how much both of you put into both sides of this. And also, I'm glad that you mentioned All For You because along with Blowing Steam, I think that's my favorite song on the record. Um, it has a very Thundercat vibe to it, especially in the bass, like very bubbly, especially on Thundercat's last album, which went a lot kind of brighter than than Drunk. It Yeah, it really nodded to that. And that's a, a space I like to live in very, very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's that was fun. And again, it was also nice to see you guys switch roles for a minute and let Jack take the vocal forefront. Looking forward to that moment so much because I've been really pissing you off oh about my lyrics. I'm like, Barney, that's a great line, but if we could just just change that one, you'd be like, oh, I spent ages on that line, and then finally it was his turn. I was like that. He's like, mm. oh. <laughs> the word the. Yeah. I was about the word what there. Let's give me that that word. You know. No, it was brilliant. You were licking it. Like that. Oh, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think Orphan is probably my probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Because Jack, it's not gonna be Jack's because Jack's like uh, he hears himself sing all the time. Mm-hmm. But like, I think what it does, I think what it does is like it literally just melts you. I don't know, you just feel like, it just really just like, all the guards and the barriers come down when you hear that song. And like, obviously I was listening to this in like, in January where obviously it was a really tough time here. And it, and it spoke to me, even though we wrote it together, it was like, wow, this is a beautiful song. I think it's gonna be a cry. I think when we do like live shows, I think people are gonna cry during that song. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna oh, and it's kind of fun how you have this, I mean, this very, like, beautiful, like, salve moment that, like you said, sort of breaks people down because immediately after you go in to check the pulse. So you're kind of switching right back. And I don't know, it just leaves a lot of room for people to just, like, have this euphoria because it's like all your all your walls are broken down now. Congrats. So now let's party. And yeah, that's it's... Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. That was a bad. Yeah, hip-hop, check the pulse. <laughs> 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 like no man, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh my god. Now, um, this is another sort of touching back on something that I said earlier. But like again, we talked obviously about there being a lot of like forgiveness on this record. But there's also some songs that deal with not so much the opposite, but 
knowing when to let certain people or certain things go. And I think the two songs that really deal with that are Vibrate and Poems. It's like, you know, kind of especially being in music, you know, there's a lot of superficiality. There's a lot of, you know, greed and, you know, people going after things for the wrong reasons. And sometimes, you know, being a public figure can come with people being drawn to you for all of the wrong reasons as poems sort of shows. So it's nice that you have that healthy counterbalance. Like, yeah, we have to forgive people when they screw up, but sometimes you just have to let certain things go as well. Yeah. Well, on. Yeah. I'd like to interject by just saying this This is the most insightful interview. Bro, I'm, I'm like, whoa. I'm, I'm going to listen to the album <laughs> yeah. in a different way now. I think I'm amazing. I think I must be one of the greatest rappers ever. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah, she's spot on, yeah. Rich man. Yeah, that was spot on. Like, that is beautiful. I'm saying, yeah, like literally. Ah, well, before we we go, there's kind of one final thing that I want to touch on, which, I mean, I don't know how this, you know, is part of both of your lives or either of your lives, but faith is another thing that really plays on this album, particularly on Autumn Leaves and Gratitude, and while you know faith is very different for every single person. It seems like maybe for you, Barney, and maybe for you, Jack, as well. I don't know who this, whose perspective this was written from, but it seems like it's something that helps to recenter you as you're kind of, you know, weaving through life and finding the things that give you meaning. Yeah, um, I think um, the, the elements of faith, I think, were really important in the album, just in terms of, like, I think both me and Jack, you know, grew up in and in amongst faith and whatever, like, as as whatever and I think during a lockdown period you know finding things that remind you of like home or like school or like family I think that's what especially like see it like it's on like gratitude or whatever trying to harking back to you and I think it's not I think what's a what we try to do anyway is like not it's not a specific sort of faith it's the idea of you know fellowship and community mm. and 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 the idea of acceptance of you know life moving in a certain way and and the beauty in that, the beauty of being able to be like, I just hand it over. I don't know everything, but I'm really grateful. And that's why I like ending on gratitude. I think on the album is just kind of like, we're really grateful. And we just want to just, that we made it. This is it. Let's kind of be happy that we made it to this point. Um, and I think, you know, Jack's like a lot of those, like some real good gospel samples are throughout the album. And I think that kind of triggered me to kind of like, right in a way that doesn't alienate but really includes and fellowships and that kind of stuff so i think that's the kind of aim for that i really really like that yeah especially this idea of faith being for everyone and that it can take a different form it doesn't have to just be christianity or islam and i know that you reference both for example in the record but yeah and also like like i've i'm a sort of agnostic atheist myself but I, I love how things just fall into place, whether there is some universal thing or a God or it just kind of happens. There's some beauty in it. So, yeah. Yay for celebrating that and finding joy in it and creating a beautiful album all about it. Thank you so much. This is really yeah. Stop. It's emotional. I know, isn't it? I feel, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that was, yeah, it's spot on. It's smashed it. The Locket is available now wherever you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Sophia Lopercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Wilford. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.